What's going on, Badger fans? How would you grade the coaching, the passing offense for the Iowa game? We're going to do that next on Locked on Badgers. You are Locked on Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Badger fans, what's good? Welcome to Locked on Badgers, your team every single day. Really do appreciate everybody tuning in. We're doing a quick grading show. How would you grade the different facets of this Iowa game, right? Let's talk about it. Let's start with passing offense. We're getting right into this show. F. F. Sorry. I, like, yes, it's graded on a curve because I was really good and Tanner Mordecai got hurt. F. Well, combined uh, 27 of 50, 220 yards. That's 4.6 per attempt. No touchdowns, one interception, one lost fumble. And yeah, I was really good. You know, only one other team this year had a worse passing off, uh, performance against Iowa's defense. So, yeah, they're really good. Wisconsin still had one of the worst passing att- or efforts against their defense the entire season. So even grading on a scale, Wisconsin does not grade out well. And, yeah, Tanner Mordecai got hurt. You have to put a um, Bra- uh, Braden Locke in there. That's really difficult. Your job is to, to have your backup quarterback prepared. And you can't just say, well, backup quarterback's in. Now, no, like that that happens in football. Iowa has their backup quarterback in too. It happens in football. 27 of 50 is not good enough. Two turnovers and no touchdowns, not good enough. And let's be honest, it's Tanner Mordecai was was better than Locke, obviously, but you know, we didn't score any points with, with Mordecai in either. Um, can we also talk about the on third down? How many times are we gonna see a pass and a catch to a receiver that's tackled one yard short? two yards short. It happened at least four times in this game. That That's a coaching thing and an execution thing. Plus, listen, these players are, are mature enough to know where the sticks are. Run to the sticks, right? You cannot get tackled in a game like this two yards short of the first down because you're, you're punting. You're punting the ball to Iowa. And we were losing every time we got into a punting exchange. Like, think of punting like artillery. The salvos going back and forth. Their salvos were stronger. So the more we punted, the more we lost field position because they were – going to just turn around and punt it back. And every time we did that, that exchange does not go well for Wisconsin when you're punting against that, that bionic leg that the Hawkeyes have. So passing offense F that, that goes to everything from the game planning to the the quarterback play, the receivers, not getting separation, running route short of the sticks, not throwing the ball almost very rarely down the middle of the field. I don't, I don't know why it seemed like so much was along the sidelines where Iowa has a lot of strength, with their boundary corners, it just wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough with Tanner Mordecai in there. It got worse, under, predictably, with Locke, but it wasn't good enough with Locke either. Uh, it wasn't good enough from a coaching standpoint. F. Um, I, 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 I don't know how you can grade that better. So a passing offense, I'm going with an F. Rushing offense, I'm going with a B-. minus. I, I actually thought Braylon Allen ran, ran really hard. Like he had a couple signature moments in the game, ran over a couple guys, had an 18-yard run, was probably the offensive highlight of a game. Now that's a low bar for this one, but I thought he did well. Um, Average 4.8 yards per carry. Could I'm so? How can you not get Jackson Aker more than three touches in this game? I, especially if a backup quarterback in there, it feels like it feels like an opportunity to to lean on the running game a little bit more. I'm going to get into that later. But when they were given opportunities, you averaged about four, 4.8 yards per carry against a really salty Iowa defense against a really salty front seven. 
Like, that's a pretty good performance against Iowa. And I thought Braylon Allen, when he was in there, he ran really hard. He was effective. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm going to go B-minus on, on the rushing attack. I, I thought it was fine. I thought the other thing, too, look, if you look at the offensive line, there were struggles in pass protection. There were some penalties. But I thought they did a pretty good job offensively on the offensive line, opening up some, some pretty good holes for Braylon Allen. Now, I still have the same complaints I've had before with Braylon Allen, where I, I think he dances a little too much. Like, he's not that guy. And I know uh, Cold Stone, who's a common, uh, really good commenter on the show, watches a lot, says he's not dancing, he's looking for daylight. Maybe, but how often does Braylon Allen kind of shift, wait, 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 and it work out? Like, he's just not the back that can do that. There are moments in the game where you need your star 245-pound running back to just put his shoulder down, run into somebody, and get three yards and set up a second and seven instead of a second and 10. So that's remains my like one kind of hiccup. I'm also really curious just how far down the, the depth chart, Katie Akimeli, Nate White are like, is there, are they that far? Obviously they are, but it feels like now with no Malusi with a dinged up Braylon Allen, you, you would like to think that one of those two players is it far enough along to get a few a few snaps, especially as receiving threats out of the backfield, where Aker and, and Braylon Allen just aren't great weapons in that facet of the game yet. But obviously they're not there. But I'm going to go rushing offense B minus because, again, I think they were the – for whatever highlight you had from the offense, it was Braylon Allen. It was some physical inside running. I wish you would put his shoulder down a little bit more. But I thought the offensive line was better in that aspect. They struggle pass blocking. Um, not a big surprise. It, it's kind of been that way much of the year. I was a good front seven, but yeah, passing offense was just completely non-existent in this one. So F on the passing offense, B minus on the rushing offense. All right, coming up, we're going to do the grade for the rushing defense, passing defense, and the coaching grade. Well, where would you put the coaching in this game? All that coming up next on Lockdown Badgers, but first today's show brought to you by our good friends over at Game Time. Game time is the number one place to go and buy all of your tickets. And I, I struggle with logistics, so game time is a lifesaver for me. They are a lifeboat in a sea of crazy logistics for me for buying tickets. That's what I use. And you get uh, pictures of the seats, so you know exactly what they're going to look like before you get there. That is huge for me because who hasn't bought tickets? You got there and you're like, this is a terrible view. I had no idea. I've done that for the NBA game, for a Phoenix Suns-Boston Celtics game. Game time removes that problem you know exactly what you're buying plus you get the best deals last minute flash sales killer deals on last minute tickets and everything from sports to theater to concert it's all there forget planning months in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event flash tickets on all sorts of venues that's why they're the fastest ticking ticketing app in the country for a reason snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account use code lockdown college for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply Again, create an account, redeem code locked on college, $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Today's episode is also, and I'm really excited about this one too. Today's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, Prize Picks is the ultimate in daily fantasy sports. I'm I'm using it all the time. I was in on some 49ers prize picks today. Uh, and what it is, is so many daily fantasy sports have gone to this this model where you're competing against thousands of people crunching numbers all day and you have no chance of winning price picks takes all of that throws it out the window with their brand new model you're just competing against you and the numbers you pick between two to six players statistical categories are they going over under on yards touchdowns receptions whatever it is for example today i'm on um christian mccaffrey over 74 rushing yards 
and uh, Brandon Ayuk over 49 receiving yards. I think I'm going to hit. And that's as simple as it is. You just pick a couple players you think you're going to go over, under, different teams, different sports. It doesn't matter. You put them together. And if you win, the money rolls in. It's as simple as that. That's why they're growing at a crazy rate. It's really simple to play. Make your picks in less than 60 seconds, a couple clicks. And they now offer Apple Pay, right, for quick and easy deposits into your account for the football season. It is absolutely awesome. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. prizepicks.com slash college Use code college for a first deposit match up to $100. PrizePicks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right, let's get back into this, guys. Uh, rushing defense, C+. This is the hardest one to grade for me. Rushing, because on one side, you had Iowa get 200 rushing yards. They they basically broke the game open as, as much as you can break an Iowa-Wisconsin game open. They broke it open with an 80-yard touchdown scamper where multiple players were in the wrong spots. Tackling wasn't great at, at the secondary on that play. But on the other hand, Iowa had, had to run the ball. They only averaged 4.2 yards per carry. There was a, a six-drive sequence where they gained three yards trying to primarily run the ball. So was it great? No. Uh, it absolutely wasn't great. Was it terrible? No. Uh, here, here's what I would say, though, and here's the frustration. Here's, here's the You knew Iowa couldn't throw in this game. Before the game, I said if Iowa wins, it's because they run the ball. It's because they'll be able to get some type of threat. You have to put 11 in the box, 12 in the box, 13 in the box. It should be run blitzing all game. I just didn't see that level of aggression from this Mike Churchill defense. I thought they could have pressed it more. I thought they could have been more aggressive. I thought they could have forced Iowa – you know, into some more situations where maybe they had to throw the ball. And then maybe Deacon Hill does throw that pick. There were too many plays, I thought, where for whatever reason, we had two safeties deep. I, I just didn't love that aspect of it. But overall, again, 4.2 yards per carry. That's not a great rushing attempt. It's not super efficient for the Iowa offense. I think most games you take that. I just think they, we needed them to be a little better this game because the offense was so bad. But I'm still going C+. Plus. It's a pass. It's a passing grade. They were They were okay. It is what it is. Uh, passing defense, A+. plus A. I mean, listen, all the usual caveats apply when you're facing a Deacon Hill, Iowa team. They had to do very little. There was very little threat. But what more can you expect them to do? Um, several sacks in, in key moments. Deacon Hill, 6 of 14, 37 yards, 2-point-something yards per attempt. I mean, they, they did exactly what they had to do. And, and give them a little credit. Iowa did take a couple deep shots. Wisconsin did fall asleep. It's super easy when you're playing a team that's going to run, 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 pass. It's super easy. Get your head in the backfield, lose sight of a guy, fall over. The passing defense didn't do that. Like they didn't, they didn't give up any huge plays. Again, you're playing Iowa. I get it, but you have to grade them on what they did. They Iowa threw for 37 yards, right? That I mean, could they have gotten an interception? Yeah, but Iowa really didn't put the ball up much. Kamoy Latou almost had one, but aside from that, you get you, they they threw for 37 yards, right? To me, that's an A. It wasn't a hard challenge. It wasn't even a difficult, it wasn't even a, a mediocre challenge, but A. Let's get into coaching. D. I, I'm not gonna go into F. I don't want to be drastic, but this was not a good coaching performance by this team. It looked like Iowa was more physical. It looked like they had a better game plan. It looked like we were searching the whole game, trying to figure out something where Iowa came in knowing what they were going to do. I don't understand throwing the ball 50 times and running it 20, 21, 22, whatever it is. I don't understand giving Jackson Aker three carries, coming off a game he looked really good, coming in a, in a game where Braylon Allen looks a little dinged up, where your only success has been running the ball. You have, for half the game, um, 
lock in there. Why are you why are you not leaning more on the running game in this one? Even if you came into it saying we don't want to completely lean on the running game, by the time Mordecai gets hurt, that is still a game all the way to the end of the fourth quarter. It felt like this was a game where you need to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, then throw it. I I was frustrated at the the lack of continuing to lean on the running game. Braylon Allen said a few more carries. Now he's banged up, but instead of 18, out he should, probably should have had 25 carries. Uh, Jackson Akers should have had eight, nine, ten. I don't understand why we didn't run the ball more. Uh, I hated the decision. If you see my whiteboard back there, take the points. I did not like at all the decision to to not take the field goal on that first drive. I understand the point. Listen, Rajiv and I talked about it. We disagreed on it. Rajiv's awesome. Uh, but I, I understand his point. If you get a touchdown there, it's huge. But given given the saltiness of Iowa's defense, the type of game this was going to be, and at times our inability to convert short yardage situations, if you get a gimme field goal early in the game against Iowa, you t- I, you got to take that. You get the points. You go up. You put Iowa on the defensive right away. You put them in the hole right away. I think it changes the entire complexion of the game. I thought that was a bad call. I, I, I like, typically I'm an aggressive fan, right? Like a lot of fans are, I like the aggressiveness, but you, man, it's, I don't think you can leave three points on the field like that. in, in that situation, I just don't know if it may be in the second half, if you're down five or six, you, you gotta, you gotta be more aggressive. I don't know. I just, you gotta take the points in that situation, man. And I think it changes the complexion of the game. If you just put a quick three up there. So I didn't like that. I, I mentioned it earlier. I didn't love – it felt like we could have been more aggressive defensively. It felt like we kind of let Iowa get into a little bit of a rhythm running the ball when I, I thought we would just put like 11 in the box and say, there's no chance. We're going to run blitz you. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to force Deacon into some turnovers. It didn't feel like they were as aggressive defensively as I thought they would be. But uh, at the end of the day, again, I, I don't think the defense was the problem. Uh, offensively, I just felt like we got stubborn with the pass. I thought we should have ran the ball more and I thought we should have taken the field goal. So it's frustrating. I, I thought we were outcoached. We were outcoached by Iowa. We were outcoached by a coaching staff that we've kind of made fun of at least half the coaching staff for a long time. And it's moment of truth stuff now, like that honeymoon's over. Wisconsin is, has dug themselves a hole and now they need a ton of help just to get back into the big 10 West race. And the way Iowa plays, they're probably going to suffocate just about every team on their schedule. And we're probably not going to get the help we need. So this is shaping up to be a disappointing year. Let me know if you agree with my my grades or not. Um, again, I went passing offense F, rushing offense B minus, rush defense C plus, passing defense A, coaching. Um, I'm going to D. Let me know what you guys think. I'm Wisconsin. As always, we're going live tonight. Come chop it up with us. We're going to a live call-in show. So if you're interested, come chop it up with us on Wisconsin. We'll talk later. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.